Hello and welcome to the first installment of the Gearhead Review Podcast. I am here, I, my name is Travis Smith, I am with my friend Johnny Lefley, former amateur freestyle jet skier. Uh, Johnny, why don't you tell me a little about yourself? Hey guys, what's up everyone? Uh, apparently, as you can tell, I'm not from this region. Uh, I am from the... Uh, across the lake, across the Across lake. the pond. I am from the United Kingdom, East London. If uh, any of you guys are listening and know, it's uh, actually uh, Dagenham is where I was uh, uh, brought up. So about the age of six and then moved to this uh, great country, the US of A, and uh, have now resided here and love it here every day. Okay, good stuff. I am not an immigrant. I was born and raised in Northeast Ohio and have moved to the sunshine state of Florida. <laughs> we both share the common drive and love that is automotives. We, uh, I am more of the domestic muscle car V8 power guy where Johnny has shows his love for the import fashion. Cool, um, so I'm imported. Yes, because he is imported. Um, he uh, shows his expertise in drifting. Where I am straight line. That's all I can Cool, that's, that's the most American do. thing. Yeah, because I can't turn because I'm like a muscle car. Um, anyway, what drives us is uh, anything that is car related. We, we love to talk, think, breathe, sleep cars. We um, drive down the road and almost get in accidents when we see our dream cars. Um, it's just the way we are and it's become our personality and I have nothing else to say but go ahead. All right, and then for me, um, you know, of course, uh, you know, I, I've been into cars ever since I, um, actually, I was a little kid. Um, I was, I was that tyke uh, that used to sit on the um, the carpet at home, and uh, I had all my little cars in a line on the on the carpet, and I had like little Fast and Furious street racing going on and circuit track racing, um, and uh, I, my first little uh, toy track was a uh, a slot car track that I had, and uh, that was when I, I figured I could hold it on the uh, on the track and burn rubber. <laughs> I guess then, you know, things kind of took off from there. Um, and, uh, and then me, I've, um, I've always kind of been more interested in um, learning the dynamics of a vehicle, how it controls, how you can, you know, what the input of the driver does to the vehicle, and uh, it's kind of been like an obsession of mine. I've always kind of wanted to figure out how, you know, a car turns and how it accelerates and brakes and what input the driver has on it and you know, why uh, so many mistakes are made today, um, you know, while driving down these regular highways. So, uh, you know, I just want to figure more of that out. And in the, me- in the meantime, I'm, I'm having a lot of fun doing it and, uh, you know, learning every day. Yes, yes. Uh, that is one of the things that we are going to get into as this podcast starts. For those of our friends and family members that are out there, we please ask that you share this as much as humanly possible to get our name out there. Um, but more we'll get into it, we'll more get into you know new cars coming out, um, anything that's in the car world going on. Um, we'll try to dig up as many secrets as we can to cars coming out for testing or anything of that nature. We're going to get into preventative maintenance and the importance of it. Um, just basic driving, the struggle that is traffic. We all live in, we live in Orlando, so we understand that completely. Um, and we're just going to, you know, cars are a lifestyle and we have adopted that lifestyle as people. You know, everything we do is for fun. We go out to car meets, we go to drag racing, racing events, Formula D, anything that has to do with a car, we're interested. Um, so we've decided together we're going to make a podcast we got a goofy personality in between us um and we're just going to make it fun we're going to laugh we're going to talk about cars 
and we want to take as many review questions and things like that as we can. So if you have any questions, we're going to set up an email account, hashtag, get social media working, and uh, go from there. So what we're going to start off with in the news is yes, we have a, take it away. We have a news segment. Yes, that is right. Yes, and uh, no, we're not going to sit here and tell you about the uh, the pile up on I ninety five. No, um, no, the uh, the news that we're going to give you is uh, you know some of the stuff you may not you know run across um, you know on the daily day. Uh, so here we go. Um, the first segment of this is uh, Chinese drivers fashion rat proof car skirts. Sorry, you can't say that with a straight yeah, I, face. I, I know, I know. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, residents in uh, southern China have been attaching skirts to their cars to protect them from rats. Uh, guys, if you could see this, um, it's not exactly what you call a, um, uh, a body kit. Uh, so, as you kind of more looks like a uh, like a bumper car. It has a huge bumper that goes around it, except it goes from the ground to uh, just underneath the mirrors. Something it, you could put in a wind tunnel, maybe. <laughs> so, yeah, that's exactly. about it. Very aerodynamic. I don't suppose you could drive with it. Um, locals in Nanning um, came up with an un- uh, unusual solution after rodents were found to be clambering inside the vehicles and gnawing through the wiring. Because we all know how rats like to chew through wires. and we have all seen that. Yeah, give you all sorts of uh, wiring issues and all that. Uh, Parked cars have been spotted around the city sporting the makeshift wraparound shields, dubbed car maxi skirts. In the Chinese media, some fashions from fabric to chicken wire, others using bamboo. Of course, that is, you know, it kind of sounds like China, um, uh, you know, Ways of being. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, there are many rats in the area. Uh, local Mr. Jean, J- Zhou, uh, tells Nanning TV, uh, adding that it's a particular problem doing cold spells when rats like to snuggle down in warm places, like car bonnets. Putting these around the cars is a good thing. It can also prevent small children from scratching them, he says. Well, I tell you what, sign me up with that, because uh, if it's Walmart, if it's Publix, if it's the uh, Home Depot, if it's anywhere you have to park a car, uh, if, if whoever is listening is just like us, you know you're like, man, I need to park out in the middle of the parking lot because mm-hmm. I don't want that little schmuck who just opens up the car door and just drowns it into the side of yours, and then it's like, whoops, and then they just walk in happily giddily. So that's where I can see these skirts really coming into play. I don't really see the right problem. And on that note, what I always want to know is how is it every time someone opens a door into your car and there's that lovely mm. dent that you never spot when it first happens. You never spot it the first time. Oh, no, no. But the guy's never there. No. So it's either he just went, bunk, and then just drove away. It's like, I'm not parking next to this guy. I'm yep. going to leave. Or it's, it's, they're a quicker shopper than we are, I guess. I, I don't know what it is. But he's never there. But uh, you can ask my wife. She complains every single time. She complained today when we went to the mall for lunch that um, we parked out in the middle of nowhere. There was probably seven spots in between me and the next car. And it's 98 degrees, not including the humidity. And she's complaining because we have a six-month-old we have to carry into the mall about a mile away. But I will do it every time, no matter how much she complains, because I like my truck without dings and dents. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, yeah, definitely agree on that. It's uh, now you, you know what though. It's um, that that purely is just a uh, a factor of just watching what you do when you're up in your car. Door. Hey, you know what? We you know we've all came close to doing it. It's just uh, just a matter of fact. You're just watching and just not trying to throw the door open like you're being attacked by a wolf spider. <laughs> you know something. You know, uh, you know something out of a western movie. Anyway, um, on to the next subject. Um. In BBC News, uh, I would like to go back and say uh, that this is, uh, oh, this has been referred through the BBC News. Uh, this is nothing we are making up or uh, making on our own. Um, just so we get... Let's all plug, a free yeah. plug for BBC. Just, just, yeah, just like to let them know. Um, here we go. Second subject. Millions of Volkswagen cars can be unlocked via hack. Oh, everyone's going to be stunned about that one. Great, yeah, because you know like where technology's going. It's amazing. Um, so... A <clears throat> wow! Check the lights on that car. Green fog lights. Come on, about that. Uh, <laughs> sorry, viewers. I mean, listeners. Um, the problem affects a range of vehicles manufactured between 1995 and 2016, including Volkswagens and models from the company from the companies Audi, Seat, and Skoda brands. Which I know probably some of you Americans probably don't know those, but they're just runoff of uh, the Volkswagen brand. Uh, homemade radio. Uh, costing about £30, so uh, that's roughly, you know, whatever a standard radio costs here in America, uh, is the only hardware an attacker requires. Uh, as Vol- Volkswagen said, it was working with the researchers and added that several new vehicles were unaffected by the issue. Two separate attack- attacks affecting different models are described in a paper by researchers from the University of Birmingham and Ger- Germany, German Security firm Casper in Oswald. Uh, with the second method, an older uh, cry- cryptographic scheme in some other brands was found to have similar, uh, more complex vulnerability. The team showed it was possible for a ma- m- uh, malicious hacker to spy on a key fob signals to target cars via a cheap homemade radio. So, you know what? I mean, if, <clears throat> if it's really that big of an issue... You know, um, I'll sell the car, get something else. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, and then the last segment for the uh, for the news, uh, Ford. Oh yes, yep, it's right here in America. Ford self-driving car coming in twenty twenty one. Let's pray this is a lie, because and, we as drivers, and I'm hoping there's more drivers like you out, like us out there. What we like to drive. We like getting in our cars. We hate traffic. Sometimes we get angry at driving. But we all love to get in our cars and get behind the wheel and control it. That is part of the drive that is being a gearhead, is controlling your machine, what you've made to make it do what it does. And this self-driving car stuff, I hope it just disappears. <laughs> and and, and just, for, uh, just for a lot of you, I know uh, I don't know about you guys, but I, I know I can probably speak for me and Travis here is... Uh, you know, when you when you say 2021, you feel like that's many, 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 many years away. But oh, yeah. guys, that is five years away. Five years. I mean, I'm still stuck in like 2004, 2005 era for some reason. Yeah. I, I see an 04 Subaru WRX STI and think, whoa, that's still kind of new. But that's, <laughs> and it's 11 years old, 12 years yeah. old. But I'm with you there. I mean, yeah. I, all of us can, can relate. You know, you blink an eye, you can think back to being Phew. in high school. Yeah. Um, which was a very long time ago yeah. for some of us, but well, I mean, just think of it. I mean, we just had the uh, the Rio Olympics, and yeah. uh, I mean that's done every four years, so they'll be back in uh, twenty twenty. Yeah, and so the Olympics and self driving cars. There you go, boom. You heard it here. Your head review. <laughs> okay, so uh, on with this. Uh, Ford has said it will it will mass produce a fully uh, autonomous self driving car without a steering wheel by twenty twenty one. 
The bold ambition was outlined by the company's president, Mark Fields, at an event in Palo Alto, California. Ford said it would double its investment in its research center in the city, as well as making sizable investments in technology companies in the autonomy industry. The firm said the car would be used by consumers by 2021. It said it was most likely as part of an Uber-like ride-sharing service, but one that doesn't require a human driver. As you can imagine, the experience inside a vehicle where you do not, ha- whether you do not take control, changes everything. That's an understatement," <laughs> uh, said Mr. Fields in an interview with the BBC. Uh, whether you want to do work, whether you want entertainment, those are the types of things we are thinking about as we design the experience for this type of autonomous vehicle. So, I mean, uh, I mean, guys, I mean, you know, send us, uh, we send us your input. I mean, uh, I know Google had their uh, their Google car, which didn't they get a wreck? I think it did. I think it did. I think it did, yes. Which, on that note, kind of on the self-driving car, (laughs) I I have a rant, uh, if you will. These cars that are backing themselves up in parallel parking, Mm. Mm. whose fault is it if it hits the car behind you? Good question. Who is it? So if you're driving this self-driving car, which I guess you wouldn't be driving it, you would be a passenger, and it rear-ends the guy in front of you who's driving his... Who's at fault? Whose fault is it? Is it the human because technology's perfect? I don't know. But... Am I going to have to have my insurance rates go up because a computer hit another computer? Right, exactly. <laughs> and then, you know, and then uh, just touching on the, uh, you know, for instance, now we have these, you know, of course, uh, we're having these self-driving cars. Um, a lot, there's a lot of GPS involved in that. And uh, from the the second the government's th- watching you. <laughs> from the second <laughs> thread that I uh, I read about with this. Uh, you know the, uh, the the Volkswagen cars being unlocked via hack. I mean, so if I'm driving, I'm chilling. Oh, I'm not driving. Sorry, I'm just uh, I'm sitting. I'm just sitting, <laughs> uh, and I'm just chilling in my car. That's driving itself, and then a hacker decides to say, "Hey, you know what? Let's send this guy on a, a wild road trip off a beaten path somewhere." I mean, you know, what, I mean, what are you going to do? You hold on for your life? I mean, you know, what, what are you supposed to do? Yeah, you just just pray for the best, I guess. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Um, so in closing on that. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, telling there is uh, there was no mention of Google or Apple in Ford's announcement. A suggestion it has opted to compete uh, against the Silicon Valley giants rather than try and work with them as it had originally anticipated. But Google still leads the way in self-driving technology. Its cars have been out on public roads, clocking up miles for several years now. Uh, it too is developing a car. Um, without a steering wheel, but reg- uh, regulations so far prevent that car venturing beyond private land. So, that's, well, and that's I mean, kind of a kudos to Ford. Um, yeah. I mean, as as much as we obviously disagree with a self-driving car, um, Ford has done this uh, last couple of years. I mean, the, when they switched over, leaving International for obvious reasons mm-hmm. in the diesel game and making their own engine. Yeah. Um, you know, that was a very impressive step, a very risky step that has paid off. Uh, I mean, I. I Personally, I haven't heard of many issues with the 6.7 other than emissions, but we'll get into that in another podcast. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, kudos to them for going out on their own, going out on a limb and competing with the big names out there. Um, I think even Mercedes had a, uh, I think they had something, they, they were debuting something in Vegas, uh, like an auto show, and it was a self-driving Mercedes car. So the the, 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 the dash kind of folds out and then the steering wheel tucks in. and Let's, let's hope this uh, all dies. Not <laughs> yeah. re- literally, I don't want people to die in a self-driving car. And, and, you know, and, I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, it's you know, I mean, we we want to go with the times. We don't want to be stuck in you know the eighties. But 
you know, at the same time, it's, um, you know, I mean, you know, we understand you have to... You take the good with the bad. I mean, yeah. uh, the, the, the greatness that is the new technology and these new cars and turbochargers and mm. superchargers and fuel economy and what they're able to do out of these little engines yeah. is, is impressive. But yeah. um, let's hope they keep a steering wheel on them. Yeah. yeah and, and like you mentioned, I mean, it's, um, you know, for instance, I mean, I know nowadays it's, you know, most kids that, you know, get their driver's license, you know, they, they aren't required to learn how to parallel park. Um, it's not really that much of a standard anymore because, you know, one, there's not that many places you have to parallel park. Uh, but, I mean, if the car has to do it, you know, do it for you, now it's kind of like a, you know, it's like a crutch, you know. Well, so, I mean... Lost, uh, a lost talent. Yeah, you know, so if you have to jump in a vehicle and you have to parallel park and there's no button to push it to do it for you, I mean, what do you do? Uh, you just sit there and throw your arms in the air and right. hope for the best. You know, j- j- just like a... Uh, now, now, guys, I mean, now in England... Um, you know, with the uh, with your driver's license, if you want to drive a manual, you have to do your driver's license in a manual car. Now, if you do a driver's test in an automatic, and then you drive a manual on the street, you actually can get ticketed for that. Um, so that they want you to do, you know, now if you do the test in the manual, you can drive an automatic or uh, a manual no matter what. On, on the same similar note in, here in the States, um, I'm not sure, I can't confirm this officially, but I have been told that new semi-trucks coming out every day with automatic transmissions is wow. the new craze. Um, I mean, for driver fatigue, um, which is, like I said, another topic for mm. another time. Um, but if you drive an automatic, you have to recertify your manual driving ability oh, every couple of right. years to prove that, you know, because, you know, I'm, I'm in the truck rental business. That's what I do every day. That's what yep. my job is. But uh, if I get a guy that drives an automatic every day, he's got to go get into a sem- semi-truck that's a manual. <laughs> what's, what's he going to do? Wait, what's the third I pedal? have had that happen, listeners. I, I'm telling you right now, it happens more often than you'd like to admit. Some guy goes, um, I don't know how to drive manual. This is and, big which stick. I reply I with, this? how do you have a CDL? <laughs> but anyway, moving on in the news, I'm going to take over this segment here. Uh, two beautiful cars have been spotted. Um, doing testing around the Nurburgring, um, <laughs> one being the 2018 Porsche 911 GT2 RS. The 911 standard models and MSRP at 89.4 and 20 city, 29 highway miles per gallon. Now, going more in depth on this, there was not many, uh, according to Auto Week, there's not much uh, clarity on the engine choice, uh, whether that will most likely be a turbocharged boxer engine. Um, but one thing that you can see from these pictures, oh. <laughs> one thing you can see from these pictures is this thing is wicked. It has a very aggressive spoiler, a very aggressive body line. It's hideous. It, it is not by any stretch of <laughs> the imagination hideous. Um, another car that was spotted at the Nurburgring was the Ford Focus RS 500. Now, Ford has not confirmed... Wait, they're really slow? (laughs) 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 This guy. Um, Ford has not confirmed or shut down the RS500. It is still an idea that they're hoping to do. Um, There is still a chance it will not be made, but it is basically a more aggressive body. It has what appears to be a carbon fiber hood with some uh, hood vents on it. Uh, More aggressive spoiler, a little lower to the ground, a little more aggressive um, splitter on the front end. But the rumors are that they are going to still use the four-cylinder EcoBoost platform, but we'll be pumping out, Johnny, 400 horsepower wow. all-wheel drive. And a 1.6 liter. And a, no, no, that 1.6 comes in the Fiesta R. Oh, okay. The Focus, I believe, comes with a 2.3. Do not quote me on that. I'm not 100% sure. Uh, 
But it is a two liter of sorts, 2.3, yes, they've confirmed that right Okay. 2.3 liter, four cylinder, turbocharged, EcoBoost, making wow. 400 horsepower. Wow. 400 horsepower. That's impressive. Moving on. Oh, wait a minute. Will that be in Fast and Furious 9? I imagine so. Fast right? and Furious 10. 10? Yes. Oh, 10. Okay. And 10. it will be the, uh, the new Bumblebee for um, <laughs> Transformers 17. Um, <laughs> moving on from that, Volvo. It is very often that you will ever hear me say something really cool about Volvo, but they have built. Wait, isn't this the? Isn't that the uh, the car manufacturer with the the male sign? Yes, the male sign. So yes. it's a sexist company. It's, uh, exactly, it's yes. sexist. Sexist Great. company, men okay. for men only. Okay, but mostly you see an old lady that doesn't know how to drive the speed limit behind the wheel. <laughs> anyway, um, they have built a twenty four hundred. Let me repeat that twenty four hundred horsepower custom semi truck. This is a rear-engine, single-axle tractor weighing in at 9,920 pounds. You want to convert that to kilograms, Mr. Britt? Uh, let's see. Uh, we're going to carry the three and the two. I'll tell you uh, what, I'll, I'll let you know after the show. Okay, okay, after the show. Um, it will looking to crush the land speed record for the trucks of the world and the 1,620-foot and 3,240-foot land speed records. Um, it is also rumored to be making 4,425 foot-pounds of torque, or pound-feet, however you want to say that, but impressive things coming out from Volvo. Wow. Actually, I even heard their, um, I read a little while ago, Volvo, they're, they're, they're not really stepping up their game, actually, with uh, their engines. Oh, really? Yeah, they're, um, they're actually taking some of the, um, it's a similar technology to the Formula One world of using... Um, of an electric motor to help spool the turbochargers uh, for absolute zero lag. No way. Yeah. So uh, they're actually uh, they're, they're in development with their engines uh, for some of their new cars coming out. Uh, I mean, no dates have been set, but uh, I did see a little video where they're... Uh, I thought that was kind of cool. stepping their game up. I like it. Yeah. Um, going on to the next bit of news that I kind of wanted to cover... Uh, Car and Driver released a 25 cars worth waiting for for the years of 2016 to 2019. Their guide for the most compelling vehicles due to arrive in the next four years. A couple ones, I'm just going to pluck a couple off the list that I see that are jumping out to me. Obviously the 2014 4 GT. Mm. Beautiful 3.6 EcoBoost. 3.5, excuse me. EcoBoost engine. Pumping out around five 600 horsepower. That thing is going to be a force to be reckoned with. Already won Le Mans. Um, just like to plug that in there, you'll find out I'm an inner Ford fan favorite. Um, they, they, they are my car of choice. Mm-hmm. Um, Porsche Cayman GT4, McLaren P14, BMW M5, just a couple of the beauties that are on this list. One of the non-so-beauties, uh, the 2019 Lamborghini, I'm going to guess on the name, the Asterian, Ast- Asterian, I'm guessing. It looks like the retarded stepbrother of the Corvette. Am I wrong, Johnny? You're no, yeah, that, that, that looks, yeah. It looks like they literally walked into Chevy's doors, took the blueprints, and said, let's make it uglier. Um, but, moving on. No, wait, hang on a minute. Now, uh, I mean, I'm only taking this from, uh, you know, from Forza 3. I mean, I'm right. Okay, but isn't, uh, isn't Lamborghini, uh, doesn't he name all of his cars after all the bulls that he has? Correct. Okay, okay. Correct. So, uh, and what was the name of that Lamborghini again? You're going to butcher me on this. Asterian. Asterian. I'm guessing. Oh, I couldn't imagine a bull. Uh, Asterian. Bless. Um, <laughs> anyway, the one car that I really hope is true and really coming, for those of you that play Grand Theft Auto, you'll get a little excited with this. 
2017 Volkswagen Beetle Dune. It is a lifted bug. This thing looks like a lot of fun. Um, I don't know if it's going to be a front or rear engine. Just pictures here that we're looking at. But that thing looks like it would be a good time. One thing that looks like, man, Chevy's just getting their ideas stolen. The 2017 Ram Rampage. That's almost tough to say five times fast. Uh, looks Ram like Ram a Ram lifted Ram Chevy Avalanche with a really fat bottom lip. It's about the best I can say for that. Isn't that what most Dodge owners get? A big, big fat lip? Well, they get a big fat something because they, they, they drive Hellcats and oh, that weighs about as much as my half-ton pickup truck, but we'll get into that later. <laughs> anyway, um, moving on to the next topic. Wait, we never talked about each other's cars. Well, we will. Oh, we, oh okay. Oh, if you bad. want to, we can do that. Now. My bad. No, 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 no. no. I'm Go sorry, ahead. Sorry. No, no, no. Take over the show, Johnny. I'm not the host or anything. No, 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 no. I'm just, you know, I'm going to sit here and play with my pen. Okay. <laughs> topic one is going to be why we are a different podcast. As you can see, this is our first installment, um, and hopefully first they, of many. They can't see. They can only hear at the moment. <laughs> no, this is going to go into why we're different. Um, we're just two average guys that love cars. Um, we're going to talk our personal preference. That is not law of what we're saying. Um, we're just having fun. We, on multiple occasions at car meets, going out to dinner, stuff like that, we can spend hours talking to each other just about cars, our cars, our ideas, our builds, things of that nature. Um, but, you know, we're just two average guys that love cars, and we just want to talk about them with the world and uh, – have the viewers list, plug in, see what they want to talk about. We're going to go into some competitions between each other where we're going to do some you know, builds on a budget. We're going to talk about what we think is the best car to pick. Johnny, you should know all about that because your car is always being built. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, Johnny, any other things you want to say about how we're different as a podcast? Uh, I'd just like to say we are different. Um, well, obviously, you've listened so far and you can hear that we're a lot different than most. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, we, uh, one of the things we're really out here for is, um, you know, we want to show you guys that, you know, guys and girls, I don't leave the girls out here because there is a lot of... There's some female gearheads out there. Yep, there is a lot of them out there and uh, I don't want to don't leave them out of this, but, um, but no, we, you know, we're not just here to cover one particular topic, you know, we want to go anywhere, you know, from mile to wild, we want to, you know, talk about the high-end exotics, but then, you know, your average consumer car, you know, even down to, um, you know, custom builds and uh, even just, you know, your normal daily drivers that... Um, you know, you know, even, you know, your grandma drives or, you know, you know, or like the first teenager car, you know, um, you know, you know, we want to really talk to you guys about, you know, I mean, from our own personal experiences, maybe we can plug in and, you know, give someone else a, a good idea to start off with. Because, you know, I've talked to lots of people in the past and, you know, they actually haven't had a clue. All they said is I put the key in, I turn it and I put it in D and then I just, there's two pedals and that's it. Uh, you know, <laughs> you know, and then, you know, so, and then they go, what's that rattling noise? And they don't know why. So, you know, we really want to you know, be a knowledgeable show, uh, make it fun, you know, make it fun and, uh, you know, and, you know, of course, you know, I'm having to deal with this kid, so... Yes, you're stuck you know, with me. Yeah, I'll stop with him. And then, you know, and then, like I said, you know, also having the guests on, um, it's going to be our picks, uh, you know, that, you know, that kind of roll in our direction. Yeah, we have a we have the uh, fortunate ability of having some friends that are either in the diesel game a little harder than we are. Uh, they are involved in tuning. Um, we just we want to try to give you guys as much as we can. Um, I personally. I'm a Ford fan, domestic cars, anything that has to do with being domestic. Johnny likes his imports. But we want to bring in other things. I want to bring in a guy that likes Dodges. I want to bring in a guy. We'll debate. 
And that's what this show is going to be about. Learning, being informative, having fun, yeah. and maybe having a few debates here and there. Yeah, absolutely. You know, because, you know, because... Uh, I know you guys can all think of a couple debates here, you know, Nissan, Toyota, uh, Ford, Chevy, Ford, Chevy, you know, um, you know, so I mean, there's not much of a debate there. Oh, <laughs> hello. Um, oh, I bet your LS guy is cussing at us right now. Yeah, probably. <laughs> probably just shut us off. Mm-hmm. Um, next thing I want to go over is I'm going to do top three. I can probably only get three off the top of my okay. head. Um, I don't want these guys to have to sit here and listen to me think. Uh, for 20 minutes, but I'm going to do my top three favorite cars. Um, Go on, then. Obviously, number one on the list is going to be the Mustang GT. Okay. Um, one of my favorites. Um, Why dad, is that? Dad had one growing up. Um, I've had millions of pictures of it on my wall growing up. Uh, just something that I've always looked at, and my jaw hits the floor every time. Now, that is not all body styles. I understand that the years 1974 to about 1979 do not matter when it comes to the Mustang, Mustang 2, <laughs> things like that. What was that? Uh, Ford was experimenting in some questionable areas. but um, And then the ugly times when the Ford Probe almost took over the Mustang. Oh. Ford was thinking about going front-wheel drive, and the, oh. the people of America said no, and they listened. Thankfully, we still have a rear-wheel drive <laughs> Mustang out there. Um, but my personal favorite body styles, I mean, you got anything in the 60s, 70s, mm. early 70s. You know, the Boss 302s, the Boss 429s, mm. the Bullet car. Um, going on to the Fox bodies, I think hands down personally that the Terminator is the best looking Mustang out there. That's my personal opinion. You can dispute it if you want, but I think there's just not many better looking Mustangs out than the 03 Terminator. Um, 05 was a beautiful retro body style um, up there on my favorite li- uh, list of cars. Um, I, it took me a minute, uh, world. It took me a minute, America. I almost didn't like the 2015, but the more I see it going down the road, the more it's starting to turn my head, and I really am starting to grow on it. Uh, number two is going to be an M3. Um, I've had the pleasure of driving a couple BMWs in my life. Never had the ability of driving an M3, but just by sheer looks, and things that that car can do, it is the ultimate driving machine. I have never had as much fun behind the wheel as I have in a BMW. That's my personal preference. Johnny owned one. I did not have the ability of driving it because I was a little girl and didn't want to drive a low car. But it was like um, it was scraping on leaves, people. I mean, there's no way to explain it other than that. Uh, number three favorite car in. I'm going to have to go with... Wait, is it you don't have a third favorite car, or is it it's just so hard to pick? It's hard one? to pick. I oh, mean, okay. um, I believe it or not, 240's up there. Just for the things you can do to that car, yeah. it's up there for one of my favorites. Very I'm trying to get a list of cars that I've actually had the ability of driving. I could go out there and say, oh, the Ford GT's my favorite. Oh, the Hellcat... Not the Hellcat, excuse me. I'm looking at a picture of a Hellcat. <laughs> um, the... The Hellcat is way down on the list. But, um, you know, like the Ferrari, La Ferrari, I think that oh. car is a beautiful work of art. You know, I'm trying to get cars that I've, I've personally driven or been in. Um, I'm going to go truck here, just the F-150. Because um, that's what's in the driveway. Because that's what I drive every day. <laughs> and I am madly in love with it. I own a 2014 Ford F-150. Two-wheel drive, four, uh, five-liter V8 automatic, obviously. And uh, it, it's it's by far the, one of my favorite cars I've ever owned. Um, gets me to work every day without any issues. Now it's probably going to because I said that. 
But um, plenty of power for what it is. It gets decent fuel economy, and it's it's fun. It's comfy. I really enjoy it. But just the things that the F-150 does for the, the world. It is the best-selling vehicle in America for 34 years straight. That's basically because it's cheap. I mean, it really is. $25,000, you can have yourself a brand-new V8 automatic pickup truck. And Lord only knows what you can do with it. Make money, go off-roading, have fun, go camping, do what you want, pull a boat. Yeah. But it's, it's, it's definitely... Very versatile. Very versatile, yes. Johnny, take it away. What's your favorite? All right, well, uh, see, for me, um, I will have to say, uh, see, my top three cars, um, I've, I mean, I've got tons of cars that, you know, I've researched and looked up, and I, I could go on a, you know, a top 20 list of favorite cars, but, um, but top three cars, um, one, I'll I have to say one of them is uh, a Nissan 240, um, just because I have had quite a few of them, and... Uh, 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 I'm on number four. On oh, number four. Yeah. No, now, I mean, is that because I, of personal abuse or because of the car? I'm just curious. I, I no, just want the listeners. No, no. To okay, okay, okay. No, no. No, no first one. Um, uh, first one was just I wanted one just because of the hype. Okay. Um, I was just. That like, was an S13, correct? Yes, S13. S13 okay. Yep, yep. That was an S13. That was a coupe, and um, it only revved to about four and a half grand uh, because uh, something to do with the ECU. Can't remember exactly what it was. It was something funny, but. Yeah, trying to, uh, you know, uh, mind you, I was young then, too. Didn't so. really impress many other street racers out, did we? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was a 0 to 20. Um. <laughs> 0 to 60 in 1.3 years. Yeah. No, um, and then my uh, uh, second favorite car, um, it, it, you know, the BMW product. Um, but I think BMW makes an amazing product. Uh, I've had, I, I have had the, I've had one. It was a 325i. Yes, no, it was no M-series car. So, and yeah. Parts. Huh? Yes, it had M parts on it. Yes, it did. Um, but you know what? I mean, as far as a car, as far as a car goes, um, I mean, the, from the suspension to the the noise that it made, um, even just down to the, the creature comforts. I mean, it was a '94. It was a Hell Rock Red. So uh, you know, some of you guys out there are BMW fans. know. Um, no, nah, it was just a really comfy car. Um, it wasn't the fastest. You know, um, you know, it wasn't the quickest. I mean, I blew the transmission up um, <laughs> a couple months after owning it. Uh, found out how the, uh, the the different transmissions that BMW offers, one of them you shouldn't have, which is called the Get Rag. Um, <laughs> <laughs> trying to be informative here, people. Yeah, trying to be informative. Um, but uh, but no, and then um, and then on on the on the list for number three, um, I would have to say uh, as a versatile vehicle, uh, the Mercedes Sprinter van. Um, my, my dad has one for work. Um, we've used it to tour over the country with uh, doing my jet ski competitions. And um, as far as vans go, you know, I mean, it's it, you know, first of all, it's a diesel. It's an inline five, super smooth, um, delivers you know decent amount of torque for what it is. Um, I mean, high roof. So for you tall guys, I mean, you know, you can walk into a van and not have a, a sore back in 0.2 seconds. Johnny does uh, not have to worry about. Yeah, that. see, yeah, see, I'm vertically challenged, so I, I, don't, <laughs> I don't have to worry about something like that. An alarming five foot two. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, five four, right? <laughs> oh, sorry, five five on a warm day. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> it depends on what's convenience store you're running out of. Yeah, 
<laughs> and uh, but no, it just um, you know excellent brakes. Um, yeah, I mean it's uh, I mean good driving position, especially us short guys with our short legs. Um, see, I mean you know these American cars, the the seat bases are so long. It's like you feel like it cuts into the back of like your ankle, and yeah. you're just trying to use your tippy toes to touch the throttle pedal. Um, you know, so <laughs> so you know, um, just even just the seating position was you know is is, is amazing. So, but um, but no, I like I said. Uh, those are just currently those are my top three cars. Um, uh, I'm gonna add just one more to the list at the moment, only just because oh, I can. Um, okay, go ahead. And that is uh, my Honda Acti. Oh, here we go. Yes. Yeah. All right, listen, world, turn the volume down as we go on a rant <laughs> about a car that means nothing. <laughs> Right, so I yeah okay so I got all in, joking aside it is pretty cool but no. <laughs> I got a 1990 Honda Acti pickup truck um, it's a Jap- Japanese truck okay it's the cutest thing ever it's got 12 inch wheels 660cc engine blazing horsepower <laughs> right how much well bla- <laughs> how much horsepower John uh, I think it's like uh, I think it's 40? 40. God, man. Give me the Mini Cooper run for money. 40 or 50 horsepower or something like that. But I tell you what, though, it's uh, it's a blaster drive. Absolutely. Right-hand drive. Um, It gets a lot of looks, um, but it's a very versatile vehicle. Right now, top of your head. What? The Acti Drag Race versus an Escort Wagon. 90 model. Uh, Oh. (laughs) Early 90s, Escort Wagon. Uh, Drag Race, who wins? What up to to what is it quarter quarter, mi- quarter mile quarter mile if they make it? Uh, I, I you know sad, sadly to say I'd have to say the escort would win. Escort would win. Yeah. Okay. It, it's got a bit more leg. The, the, you know the <laughs> the, the can only do about seventy three seventy four miles an hour. Well, yeah. So, but then again, in a quarter mile though, the, the, the escort might not even make it to that. This is true. This it, is true. Anyone that's taken an escort on an on ramp, it might go through knows the, that full well. It might go through the back door at like fifty eight miles an hour. <laughs> Um, I guess since you added an additional car, I'm going to jump in with one more. Um, and that's going to have to be the Subaru. Oh. WRX, STI, Impreza. Wait, hold on. I thought this is cars we've had. Cars I've been in as well. Cars oh, I've drove, okay, 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 drove, okay. Ridden in. I've drove an Impreza. Um, just power all the time. Um the, the flat four is oh, you know, awesome. you know the, the Evo guys are just eating oh, you right I now. Oh, I don't care because their clutches are <laughs> grenading as they take their anger out on their car. But um, just the flat four is a revolutionary engine. You know, um, the sound that it makes, I call it personally the, the import muscle car. Because, the, exactly, thank you. It, it's a gorgeous sound. Um, every time any car guy hears it, their head snaps out of their wind, out of the cab of their car. But um, it, it's... It's a beautiful car. Um, some of them were a little questionable, including the new one. I know it's an Evo 11. I agree, but um, <laughs> it, it's a it's a revolutionary car. It, it won multiple rallies, um, and it's a rally car on the road. I mean, yeah. all-wheel drive, real-time all-wheel drive all the time. Um, four-cylinder turboed, plenty of power, plenty of things you can do to it. You can slam it on the ground and drag race it. Where you can lift it up, put some mud flaps on it, and jump it. I mean, <laughs> right. the list is endless. There's not many cars out there that you can do that with. Mm-hmm. Um, anything else you want to go over as we move on to our next topic? Um, well, I, I tell you what, uh, two. You get two. Two, two cars. Two cars. Okay, two two cars that, um, if money was not a problem, you'd own today. Money's not an option. Money is not an option. Now, are we talking hypercars? It or doesn't anything? matter. Anything. 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 Okay. 
I would have to go with a McLaren P1. Oh, would be one of them. Okay. Uh, just, I mean, obviously, I've never been behind the wheel of a P1. It's a dream, but just the power that that car makes, the sound of the exhaust, the beauty that is that car. Yeah. It is a, um, and that's that's one thing that the top end super hyper cars, whatever you want to call them, are. They're a work of art. Yeah. They, they are pieces of metal and steel and fiberglass and carbon fiber and everything molded into one beautiful piece of art. Um, and if I had to choose another, I'm going to have to go back a ways. Oh, here we go. Way back. But um, I'm going to go Eleanor. Eleanor. 67 oh. GT500. Um, that's it. Hands down, my favorite car. Yeah. Um, that's why I did the Mustang as my first one. I'm surprised I didn't bring it up the first time. <laughs> but it's the car that I've dreamt about, and it's the car that got me into cars. Yeah. Um, watching Gone in 60 Seconds. Oh, uh, My re- favorite movie, by the way. Oh, okay. Watching Gone in 60 Seconds, then researching the car, did I can't even tell you how many projects at school where I had to give a speech about something, <laughs> and I picked Henry Ford, or I picked Eleanor. I mean, it's one of the the most beautiful cars ever made. Um, 429. Oh. 427. We're going to have to edit that. Yeah. I said that wrong. <laughs> but... <Oops>. Um, <laughs> Big block. Um, it's got a big, big old four motor in there. And it's it's <laughs> it's not one of those cars that you could drive like a normal human being and still have a blast. I feel. Yeah. Yeah. How about you? Two okay. cars right now. All right, two cars. Two cars. Um, okay, so I'm going to start off old. Um, I'm going to take it way way back. Uh, when I say way way back, way way back. Uh, not not really that far. Okay. You driving a Model T or something. No, 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 no. How cool would that be, though? A Model T? A Model T. Yeah. Just to, to see where the car came from. Yeah, that would be pretty cool. That would be, actually. I have to get my grandpa on one of these shows to talk to us a little bit more about the Model T. No, I'm not making fun of the fact that he is old. But <laughs> he actually knew about them. He saw them in person. Wow. Um, knows a lot about them. I'll have to get him on one of these shows here. Yeah. Uh, no, for me, it would be uh, an old classic Mini. Old the, first, the first generation Mini. Yeah, you know, uh, Austin Mini, um, uh, Morris Mini. 50 horsepower. Yeah, yeah, you know. 150 uh, pounds. Y- y- you know, <laughs> <laughs> right, pretty much. You know, but the, the thing is, uh, now for me, the Mini, it's, um, the, the Mini, it, I mean, even today, um, I mean, other car manufacturers have based a lot of, um, a lot of design and innovation through the Mini and what it achieved. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the Mini, you know, was the number one selling British car um, for a long, long time. And, um, you know, I mean, you know, they rallied it, street raced it. I mean, whatever, I mean you, whatever you can think of, they did with it. Um, so, yeah, so the, the Mini, absolute, I think, you know, and now, of course, now they're, they're doing swaps. You can do a, a Honda engine swap into it. So now you, you can do the swap for the new Mini engine into it, if I'm correct. I, yeah, I think so, too. I think we've seen a couple of those where they put the Cooper S yep. engine in it, turboed or supercharged, either one. Yeah. Probably supercharged a little easier to fit, but... Yeah. Yeah, you know, and uh, so, I, you know, I mean, it's, pl- I mean it's, it's a character car. It yeah. really is. I mean, uh, it's one, you know, it. just like the Volkswagen Beetle, the, the original Beetle, not talking mm-hmm. about the new ones, the old ones. Um, you know, it, it's one of those cars that has character, um, you know, and, and, you know, when you... You know, marry it. I will say um, it's one of those things where you kind of grow a bond as you're building it, as you're making it better, as you're breaking it down and fixing it, whatever. Um, anyway, uh, and then second car. Um, you know, uh, I'm actually. You know, I know this is. You know, uh, you're going to call me a copycat, but I do the P1. 
taking the P1 idea? Yeah, the P1 too, okay. actually. Um, I, I watched, uh, you know, I, I suppose maybe many of you have, or maybe not, but uh, I watched that um, that documentary with uh, Jeremy Clarkson from that one uh, yes. that one show. I can't remember the name of it. Something Gear. Um, <laughs> and uh, oh, R.I.P. <laughs> and uh, it, um, no, I mean, it, you know, just the technology in that car, what they've done, and where McLaren has came from. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it's just really what kind of you know, it's um, you know, it's a British built car. Um, you know, of course, you know, it looks like an F one car on the street. To be yeah, honest, I really, mean, rear engine. Yep, the whole rear that'd be the bonnet if I'm saying that correctly, <laughs> yeah, or the yeah. boot yeah. Um, comes off to to be able to see the engine. I mean, yeah. that's that's full race car on the street. Yeah, none of us are ever going to own one. Yeah, I but, mean, I mean, for instance, I mean, I mean, that car goes from zero to one hundred and twenty faster than a Golf GTI uh, can go zero to sixty. <laughs> That's funny. You know, so I mean, that that's, funny. yeah, so I mean, it's, it's, it's a scary ride. And, you know, and I know everyone's saying, oh, well, you know, the P1 isn't that great. I mean, what about the, 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 the Spider from Porsche and the, uh, the LaFerrari? And, I'm, you know, those are great, but, you know. Yeah, and, and I almost wouldn't put the P1, and I guess you could put the P1. Well, I mean, it's the hybrid, It's the it? hybrid hypercar, yeah. Yeah. You know, um, but no, just for me, it's, you know, of course, you know, supporting, you know, British engineering. Top of your head, do you know what those run for? Uh, they're, to look that up. they're 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 over the one million mark. Over one million. Yeah, they're over the one million mark. Okay. So you know, so enter your you know piggy bank a few times and you know, times over. Yeah, yeah, yeah maybe you know, maybe bucket list items take out a loan. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and then yeah, you'll get one. But um, but no, yeah, that's that's my two, right now. Well, I have to say I agree with one of them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> basically, on to the next thing, uh, we're gonna in due time, we're going to make. Uh, Every social media account that we can, we're going to make Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, um, I'm forgetting one, Snapchat, what else am I forgetting here? Twitter. I did Twitter. Instagram, Facebook, MySpace. uh, MySpace, yes. (laughs) MySpace.com slash the Gearhead Review. We're going to give you our top eight friends and our top five songs. Um, anyway, um, we are going to make uh, as much social media pages as we can, um, controlling Facebook, uh, you know, the major ones, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Snapchat. Um, once we get them up, we'll bring it up on the show. Um, we're going to post cars galore. It's all going to be cars and things about cars, fun facts about cars. Johnny said he's going to post a picture of that very funny foddy kid in, where was that at? China. China. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're going to come up with some hashtags to get the, the viewer, the listener, not the viewer, the listener involved, uh, get you guys some shout-outs. Uh, we're going to make an email account where you can email us your questions, what you want us to talk about, what you have questions of in general. Um, I know most of the questions out there you can Google, but if you want our opinion, give us a shout-out. Um, any questions re- or get want reviews as well, if there's things we need to improve, we want that feedback. Um, we're also going to, in time, make a YouTube channel uh, where we're going to record live once we get a, a place set in stone where we're going to record. At the studio. At the studio, yes. Uh, we're going to record live uh, so you guys can see us be goofy and listen to us be goofy. Um, Johnny, anything you want to add before we close it out? Um, yeah, no, I just want to say, uh, you know, whoever's listening, uh, thank you for the support. Really appreciate it. Um, hey, you know what? Um, it, you know, any, any good podcast or channel or, you know, show or anything like that, um, all started from, 
something like this. You know, a couple of guys getting around, making an idea, and then running with it. So yeah. um, I just want to say thank you, everyone, for the support, and uh, you know, thank you for your time because your time is valuable. Um, we, you know, as much as you know, fun we're having here. Like I said, we are trying to be knowledgeable, um, and we don't want to be just wasting your time with you know just. You know nothing, so yeah, exactly. um, so we do want to make this actually worth your time. And uh, and again, thank you very much. And uh, you know, follow us, uh, see our journeys, uh, our private lives, and well, not too private. Calm down. Yes, um, <laughs> I am married. Well, yeah. well. Um, and uh, yeah, and uh, continue on listening. And uh, like I said, if there's anything we can do to uh, make the show better, please feel free to uh, email us, comment, and um, we'll do our best. Yeah, yeah. Once again, guys, thank you for listening. Um, we are an independent podcast. Um, we're gonna plug in some sponsorships here soon, hopefully. But if you know of anyone that's interested, uh, give us a shout out. Let us know. Um, share this as much as possible. Like I said at the beginning, get us. Uh, we 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 need your help to get our name out there to make this something that we want it to be. Um, but thanks again for listening. We'll see you next week. And and what we'd be doing right now is is uh, because we are here in the great uh, country of the United States of America. Uh, this would be the time we'd plug in the uh, national, anthem. national anthem because uh, we believe it should be played and uh, and continuing the good word um, through America. See, you're, you're gonna you're gonna get me on another rant here. Um, <laughs> I, we we do feel it is important to play the national anthem. Um, people in this country have lost their sense of patriotism I believe um, we need to come back as one we need to remember that we are better together um, and we need to remember the great things that this country has done for us and for the world um, and we just hope that listening to the national anthem can bring in make the alive some of the patriotism that's inside of all of us um, and we, it's our way of saying thank you to any former or active duty military um thank you without you we would not be able to do this freely and um just when you see a troop shake his hand tell him thank you they need to hear it um without them we can't sleep soundly at night um so that's my rant i'll leave it at that but uh well okay my father just called in the middle of that is as embarrassing as that is um anyway uh thanks again we are the gearhead review um you'll be hearing more from us Looking forward to it. See you next week. See you later, guys.